0: All right, welcome back to the show here on this Monday. So what is the exit plan for this pandemic? I mean, is there one? We're here into two years of this lockdown and restrictions, and finally officials are starting to admit that we're going to have to live with this virus. Okay, well, what does that look like? I mean, you've got countries dropping masking rules. Doug Ford says, no, they're sticking around for a while. Um, You know, but now that we're 90% fully vaccinated, what does living like COVID look like? Will those in charge, I mean, finally... Fix the broken healthcare? Will they ever come up with a plan to catch the children up from months of learning loss? How will they rebuild main streets that have been absolutely, you know, flatlined? Coming out of this pandemic, it's pretty much collapsed a lot of our systems. So, how do we rebuild? Justin Trudeau calls this the opportunity to build back better. Well, I think a lot of people just want to build back with something that actually makes sense. Urban Student is the president of the Institute for 21st Century Questions. He's also the author of a new book coming out, Canada Must Think for Itself, 10 Thesis for a Country's Survival and Success. Good to have you.
1: Thanks so much, Alex.
0: What's the top line of your book? I mean, what is, you know, the intentioned goal, uh, you know, for those who are reading this for you?
1: Uh, the book is called uh, Canada Must Think for Itself, so I'm very uh, literal in that sense is that country is has a very precarious present and a very uncertain future and many countries older even bigger uh in many cases smarter have gone by the wayside so we're uh, a bit over 150 years old as, as a going concern as a, as a complex federation do we have uh the rest of the century before us or will we also uh disintegrate or collapse or or, or endure some sort of um increased calamity building on the pandemic and, and obviously i'm for continued survival and success so the idea is that if we're going to survive we really must on all systems think for ourselves no one's going to save us no one's going to do it for us no one's going to do the thinking no one's going to do the work and thinking for ourselves really means across the systems of society it's not just sitting behind a twitter feed or a, a, in in the abstract in one's car or at one's desk and saying, well, I can think for myself, I'm educated, I'm smart. It really is a systems approach, strategy, and real national effort. So the book is 10, uh, 10 vectors, 10 theses about how we do that coming out of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of the frustration and anger that we have started to see resonate in this country, and some of it playing out in Ottawa this weekend, Is this frustration across the board on, um, you know, why we had to lock down, which is a, you know, to cover and and protect a very fragile and clearly failed health system. Um, So that has to be one of the conversations, you know, how are we with all the billions and billions we spent going to get the health system that, you know, we only have one in this country. So how are they going to rebuild health? And actually, will they do it given, as you all know, Irvin, they clearly didn't do that after SARS when we were told you got to get your house in order. And so one of the main areas, what will health care look like moving forward? How should it be rebuilt?
1: Well, let me start from the first principles. It turns out we ha- we have at least 13 health systems across the country, not one, because we have 12, pro- uh, 10 provinces and three territories, and then you might add a 14th system, which is everything related to federal intervention healthcare, which is broad. So 13, 14 health systems. Some of them uh, collapsed. Some of them endured great pre- pressure, and some of them did better than others. But there's an intellectual problem at the very start in the treatment of the, the pandemic. And I, I treat this in, in the in the book coming out. It is that we imagine that Canada reduces to one system and one consideration, one system, and only one metric. So the one system is healthcare or public health. And the one metric, one the only the only thing of concern in that in the entire system was apparently the pandemic over the last two years. And within that pandemic the only thing of concern is Either case counts or ICU beds or even vaccination counts. All of this is a reduction, uh, reductio ad absurdum, as they say in Latin, which is to reduce um, the second biggest country in the world to one Twitter feed. And of course, as soon as you do that, we see that in the physical world where we live, there's mass disintegration because the country is too complex even for the for, to reduce it to, to the pandemic, which is a big shock. So I uh, reassert that there are six or seven major crises of system in the country, and we have to deal with all of them at the same time. Obviously, the public health one is one of the major crises, but it's not the not the major crisis. I think actually education is the major crisis. The economy and the business sector are a massive crisis. The public health sector needs to be rebuilt in the pandemic sense, but in the, in the mental health and the physical health sense as well. I should say that separate to the book, uh, and this is also a moment, I'm co-chairing a new Canada Science and Policy Committee to exit the pandemic proudly co-chairing with Dr. Kwajo Karamantang, uh, chief of um, of um, emergency at uh, at um, the Ottawa He's Hospital. In Ottawa. Yeah. The Ottawa Hospital is a real, real uh, mensch, as we as we say, and we're, we're dealing with that on the practical side. The book deals with a lot of the conceptual problems. We've had an intellectual collapse in the country. We've not been able to even understand our circumstance. Even what's happening in Ottawa uh, is an important reassertion, reassertion of the physical over the virtual and feedback mechanisms from various parts of the country to decision-making classes that Although although well-intentioned and, and generally bright and professional have been literally in Zoom rooms for two years, so not seeing the country. Mm-hmm. A country cannot function without feedback mechanisms, regardless of the intelligence of the, of the decision-making class. And our decision-making class is, has been proven to be, uh, again, patently mediocre under pressure. So we need to, to reinvent all of that because tomorrow, as I describe in the book, is, is extremely wicked domestically and internationally. So we'll have to up our game even more
0: yeah which then speaks to military in questioning of what, what is our role going to be in the world are we just going to not have any role at all or are we going to at least try to punch some some kind of level um you know and, and defend ourselves uh, education clearly after what has happened to our kids i mean one of the big things urban i'm i'm stunned that we're still not having the conversation yet 2 years into this thing of how we get our kids caught up there's, there's an entire yeah. generation certainly in um ontario and, and I don't, I, even Quebec, you could say, there are kids in this country that are going to be generationally, all of them, at a severe disadvantage because of what they've gone through in this pandemic. And no one's even talking about it. I talk about it all the time, but it isn't a conversation.
1: But it will be within... Uh... Four or five months. So let me put the two things that you mentioned together in the context of the book and the practical work I do. Uh, you talked about what's Canada's place in the world. First of all, now nobody owes us a place in the world. Nobody is saying Canada has this telos and, and it wouldn't be nice if Canada stepped up and occupied this geography and really punched above its weight. Nobody in the world is thinking about that and very few in Canada are thinking. So nobody owes us an existence. In fact, uh, many would presume that by virtue of our performance start and then now we go to the education question we deserve to be crushed because we haven't per prepared a generation that's ready to deal with very wicked circumstances tomorrow. In the book, I suggest that we have a four-point game this century, and people must understand we're obsessed with the United States, but we actually have the United States on the southern border, China on the western border, Russia on the northern border, across the Arctic, and Europe on the eastern border. These are all great powers, all nuclear powers in the end, and they can crush us through 15 combinations of push and pull very fast, and they don't owe us anything. It is us that need to think think for ourselves and fight for ourselves and assure success. Obviously, we've shot ourselves in the foot on the education proposition. How can we prepare to be successful tomorrow if we don't have an educated or a very educated population? If we have kids who have not, not just underschooled, as you rightly express, and this is across the country, but no school at all. 200,000 kids across the country ejected from the school system altogether, still waiting to be reintegrated. Nobody's looking for them. Nobody's talking about them. So when the prime minister with the greatest respect talks about, again, still the pandemic reducing it to single bullet points, he's not yet understood what's happening at his feet. That we are graduating a generation of kids who are, Right. Not prepared at all for, for tomorrow. And the premiers uh, have, have presided over this uh, ignominiously in many cases. The prime minister doesn't know what's coming to populate the federal machinery.
0: Yeah, well, they've got this um, kind of single vision issue on climate change, and then they're forgetting everything else in the room. Just quickly, uh, in under 30 seconds, Urban, what is your mind thought? Uh, what's your thought as to like the biggest vulnerability that we have to correct like immediately as step one of the exit strategy?
1: We have to exit the pandemic with maximum energy. And yesterday, but the pandemic means across the systems. We need to stop feeling sorry for ourselves, whatever one's position, sentimentalizing. We need to exit because the pandemic is by now the minor of our crises. The big opportunity, fortunately, and I have this in in in, uh, in my book on on Canada must think for itself. Is that uh, the Arctic is opening up objectively? Um, climate change is not a bullet point; it's a fact. We're not going to reverse it, so the Arctic opens up. All of a sudden, in my my, uh, construction, Canada becomes the center of the world with a much larger population pushing to the north, and we have an international market at our doorstep that is 2 billion people strong across four continents, and we are the center of it. If we can think and prepare and and build, and that really gives optimism to this young generation that that we've uh, made to suffer over the last couple of years.
0: No question about it. It's going to be a very big job. Someone's got to do it. I just hope they do it right. Uh, Very much appreciate your time, Irvin.
1: Thanks, Alice. Have a good evening.
0: That's Irvin Student. The book is called Canada Must Think for Itself. It's 10 Theses for a Country's Survival and Success This Century. And it is Irvin's uh, view of what an exit strategy should look like from this clown show. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point.